to give and to take are opposite verbs. But if you take, oh, yeah, noticed. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Um. Uh, uh, but if you take a sentence that uses a form of to give and change it to to take, it not only like it it doesn't just 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 make it opposite. Um. Uh, like it changes the whole dynamic of the sentence. So, but because of how different give and take are. Like, for example, I will read to you the lyrics of a song. And this song typically uses a form of to give. But if you change it to a form of to take, it just completely changes what the song means. So I'll read you these lyrics. <clears throat> Did you hear the one about me being a punk? Did you hear the one about me being a drunk? Did you hear the one about me losing my nerve? Or how I'm just another sheep in the herd? Did you hear about the money, how it made me change? So funny to me, all the time that they waste. Did you hear the one about me taking a shit? Cause if I ever did, I don't remember it. everyone i wasn't expecting you to be here uh you may or may not know this but so i'm sean unfortunately yes, he's I, right unfortunately i i have <laughs> and that's a baby and that's a baby i'm sean that's tyler this is patrick and two of those three are the super whiskey bros and the other one's the oh I, I almost said Super Whiskey Nephew, but it implies that not only is he your nephew also, but that he drinks whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be mildly inaccurate. He's not Sean's nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Starting him off right. <clears throat> Gotta get, those, get that palate refined as quickly as possible. Speaking of having a refined palate, I'm going to talk about my whiskey first today before we even bring up our topic. We normally bring up our topic and then jump into the drink, but I'm so upset I have to do it right now. <coughs> Thank you for making that noise. Um, so I I grabbed, a, I thought I'd try something different, and I thought I'd try something specifically that um, I hear a lot of people talk about, and I've seen a lot of different places and heard a lot of people say this is this is a good one to get. And so I went to... Excuse me, my local liquor store and bought a bottle of Glenfiddich 12. Um, I hate this. Really? I I hate this. Um, this is my least favorite whiskey. Uh, <coughs> replacing my previously least favorite whiskey, Monkey Shoulder. This is number one. My least. I I I have trouble drinking it. I've poured myself so three shots of this total. The first one to take a shot of it to see if I like it. <laughs> The second mm -hmm. shot to say, surely I didn't hate this. And this one right here that I'm staring at that I'm considering not drinking. Mm -hmm. Really? That is... I think Glenfiddich 12 may be... It's definitely in my top three scotches. 
It's in my bottom one of everything. Uh, it's so sweet. There, it has the strongest. Patrick, Patrick, please. <laughs> Let me describe the notes. It has the strongest vanilla. I want to say flavor. I, I, I don't like anything about it. Mm-hmm. There are no redeeming qualities. And I don't like smooth whiskey, I should say. I don't like smooth mm-hmm. whiskey. Um, I'm okay with it being smooth, but I never like, oh, good, that was smooth. I don't care. It's something about the sweetness and the vanilla flavor and the smoothness just completely turns me off to this drink. I, I can't drink it. Hmm. That is very interesting. Well, I, I don't really know how to respond to all that. Because you've kind of just described all the ways that I, like, like the, the it, Glenfiddich 12 is quickly becoming my favorite scotch, and you just described all the reasons why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, at least I wasn't wrong about what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, well, I'm glad I, you enjoy I yourself. Actually, I can't stand yeah. it. See, I actually, that's almost exactly what I poured today, and I would have had I known that's what you were going to have. But um, uh, just uh, out of out of meanness, but um, uh, I poured myself the very last pour in my um, uh, my Woodward my Woodward my Woodward Reserve small batch, and it was um, uh, kind of makes me sad that it's gone. I actually though I like the Elijah Craig better than this small batch. The small batch Elijah Craig better than the small batch Woodward. Mm-hmm. I haven't had it yet. I'm probably. I have a feeling I'll like it. Um, but I, I like. I should clarify, because mm-hmm. when we first started, if if anyone were to actually go back into our archives when we first started this, I was not. Um, I was not a whiskey drinker at all. Like I would do it with you, but I was like, bleh. Um, <laughs> pardon me. Um, yeah, I had a back, hard time back then, getting every... you to stomach four roses back then. This is true. Yeah, I just I just wasn't um, hip to it, um, but um, I don't know what the change was. Maybe I grew up. Uh, but but before the only once I started um, started actually trying some, the only whiskey that I could say I did not like, I did not want to drink, and I could just like barely get down because of the taste, was Monkey Shoulder. Um, I dislike Glenfiddich Twelve for the same reason I dislike monkey shoulder minus banana Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah i am uh i did say the glenfiddich 12 is my is among my very favorite scotches i have to say this though i i do i love scotch scotch is beautiful but i've discovered that i am a bourbon guy like bourbon is it for me I, okay, so here's the thing. I haven't been, like, drinking, other than, like, keeping whiskey around the house. I haven't been doing it long enough for me to to really, like, do what you've done, which is, um, and what most people who actually uh, care have done. And that's really separate into, like, this is my favorite scotch, this is my favorite this, this is my favorite that, whatever. I just, I keep, I've, I'm still kind of keeping it in all the broad terms in my yeah. mind. Um, I'd have mm-hmm. to sit down and really go through everything that I've, that I've tried 
to separate the way that you've already done. I couldn't be like, oh, yes, I'm more of a bourbon man. I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I well, probably see, I've already am. Set down, I've already set down to the point that Glenfiddich is my favorite space side. I like it better than the Belvani or Belvani, whatever it's called. Oh, um, you're uh, out of your mind. Oh, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, and Glenfiddich is probably tied for my favorite scotch with my favorite Isla so far, which is Laphroaig. I want to give Le Goblin oh. a try. Goodness, you're um, out of your uh, mind. Keep going. Well, you, you don't think Laphroaig is a good Isla? I think Laphroaig is the only Isla that I care about person at the, in, uh. at this moment. I mean, other than, I think, the Bovani's type. Laphroaig's the only Isla Lola, you have. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So listen, that's the best drink. That's that's the best. And the fact that you just said, like, I don't know. The Glenfiddich might be cool. No, you're absolutely out of your mind. Uh, I've had the fact that you just put Belvani. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're absolutely, that's what I'm doing right now. The fact that you said it's better than Belvani, I, I, I no longer respect you. Well, I no longer like you. That's fair, too. Also, this is worth mentioning that this is this argument is hilarious to me for the uh-huh. same reason. You approach your uh, the way that you have documented all this the same way that you approach this show, and I approach mm-hmm. my documentation of these drinks the same way I approach the show, which for you it's like, ah, I'm going to try this new thing. I'm going to write down extensive notes about what I do and don't like about it, and the second time I try it, I want to take notes again. And then when you like go to do things for this show, you're like, here are all my notes, here's all my stuff. And I show up like, I have a drink, I don't like it, what are we talking about? <laughs> you sound like freaking uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. I have a drink. <laughs> I have a drink, and I don't like it. What am I talking about? Yeah, okay, so we never, uh, we never talked about this, ever. Like, even when we mentioned... Years ago, when you know you said that you know you just gotten into whiskey and you weren't really into it and and, and everything, mm-hmm. um, uh, I will say this though: you thought you were into whiskey at that time because you gave me like you bought some whiskey and you had me try it, and it wasn't bad, but let me just say it wasn't whiskey either. You came in I don't and know you what said, we're talking about. "You said, hey." Hey, I got this whiskey that you need to try. I said, okay, I'll try it. You said, okay. You take this special glass that's cut in half. On this side, you take this apple whiskey that I bought. And on this side, you take this caramel Baileys. And you you put it each in half of the glass because it's divided. And then you drink them both at the same time. And you have to shoot it. So listen, (laughs) I know that was a mixed drink, you idiot. (laughs) Second of all, that was really good. Oh, it was good. No, I, no there's no denying that. that was, it was delicious. But <laughs> yeah, that the, well, that was actually my real introduction uh, to whiskey. Was going to um, Pigeon Forge, mm-hmm. and then like going to one of the distilleries there, whatever. And I, what I walked away with was like they have touristy whiskey, which is like this is the apple, this is the caramel. This one tastes like Fireball, but it's not. And I was like, oh, that's what whiskey is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> I no longer think this way. Well, it's hey, like what, what are we talking uh, about today? 
Oh, today we are talking about uh, possibly game of the year 2019. Should be a little indie year game. Yeah. Well, oh man, the thing is though, it could be game of the year 2019 if it wasn't for the fact that also, also, um, uh, that same year Sekiro and Doom Eternal came out. This is true, but I will say I would. Doom Eternal was good. I liked mm-hmm. Doom Eternal. Uh, great mm-hmm. game. Eternal. Um, but obviously we both like Doom Eternal for shockingly different reasons than we like Blasphemous. Because, um, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, they're just so different. I I definitely think I, I like Blasphemous better than Doom Eternal. And don't mm-hmm. smack me, I haven't played Sekiro. Uh, well, let's just say all the reasons <coughs> why we like... Um, uh, uh, we like Blasphemous is because <laughs> because it does the things that From always does with their games. Yes. And Sekiro actually is a From game, so it does it all, but probably better. <laughs> it it does it all, but well, that's the thing. It, I think the reason well, why I'm com- I'm confident or, or comfortable distinguishing in, in saying I like it better is there. I mean, they're so shockingly different. The simplicity of Blasphemous in comparison to a game like Sekiro. Um, and still being as entertaining as it is makes it more um, unique and fantastic to me. Also, has an extremely different atmosphere too. If you're not, if you oh, don't yeah. like, uh, if you don't like Japan, um, uh, then uh, Blasphemous is better for you. Because if you hate Japanese, <laughs> if you're a Actually, raging if you racist, hate, if you hate Earth, uh, uh, Blasphemous is good because it happens in a whole new world. Oh, like Aladdin. No wait, no, that's just mm-hmm. a song. Keep going. Mm-hmm. If it were a brave new world, it could have happened in Aldous Huxley. Ah. Mm-hmm. Well, at any rate. Are you trying to get daddy's headphones, you weirdo? Well, that's it. That's all yeah. we wanted to say. Yeah, um, all right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, because so the reason why we wanted to talk about uh, uh, Blasphemous today is because I'm sure you guys think, like, other than, like, you know, the, like, we're absolutely simping on H.P. Lovecraft, uh, C.S. Lewis, and J.R. Tolkien. Um, yes. uh, and so you guys, but besides those, those particular guys, you guys are probably thinking that they like those three guys, and they absolutely crap on everything else. They're, and they're not wrong. We think we, that. Yeah. So we kind of want to talk about something that wasn't those three things that we also weren't going to crap on. Patrick, just because we're talking about being simps doesn't mean we're total simps. No, I'll, t- I'll tell you what happened. Um, uh, his, his mom walked right through the light right when he was looking in that direction. And she, he got a good look at her, and she just kept walking and didn't come pick him up. <laughs> Patrick, if it makes you feel better, I also cry when I see Brooke. Uh, Tyler also cries when he sees you. Oh, all right. <laughs> <clears throat> I can't pick him up. Uh, uh, she can't pick you up, she said. <clears throat> I mean, she probably could. Mm. It would well, probably, you might, you might, like, strain a muscle, but I mean, like, I'm yeah, not like, that heavy. Yeah, yeah, like, but she couldn't, like, tote you around the way she does does patrick though that's that's for not sure. for as long not for as long mm-hmm. and it'd be a little mm-hmm. more awkward <laughs> mm-hmm. 
in both in both the caring <laughs> in both the caring style and just general atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. All right, back to the game though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So, so this, is, um, this is a Spanish studio, um, and I do um, I didn't realize how much um, influence they took from. Um, do I just want to say Spanish culture? Oh, Catholicism. <laughs> that's, that's blatantly obvious. Um, it's a lot of Spanish culture because of Catholicism. And then I didn't realize until you told me that, I mean, a lot of the art's uh-huh. based on Goya and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, I, I, once I once I realized that that was the case, I was, I was pretty impressed with the amount of... Because, I mean, Catholicism is deeply rooted in, in Spanish culture. Mm-hmm. So they, they drew a lot from that, which I find very interesting. It's the first time I've ever seen a game made by a studio in a different country that was like, we want to make a game that's inspired by our culture that I wasn't immediately like, well, this is garbage. They did it very well. Uh, freaking, it's not the, the first game, because the first game to do that was Kingdom Come, De- Come Deliverance. <clears throat> and that game was fantastic. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but I believe you. Uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance was, um, uh, uh, there's a guy that made a game about 13th century Bohemia, and he's from Bohemia. He's from the 13th century. Uh, yeah, he's from he, he's from modern day Bohemia. But now I have to yeah. talk about how fantastic this guy is. Um, uh, <laughs> people were complaining, and they said, "Hey, um, uh, uh, your game is fine, but try not to be as racist with it as what you're being." And he said, "What do you mean?" And he said, "There aren't any black people in it." And he said, "The game's about 13th century Bohemia." So there really weren't any black people to speak of um, uh, in Bohemia in the 13th century. And someone linked him an article showing how, like, there were black people in medieval Europe. Um, uh, and But it was a thing about something different. So he responded with, I don't see how an article about 14th century France has anything to do with uh, 13th century Bohemia. And they started, like, they still just started, like, yelling at him, making, calling him names and stuff. And um, uh, then he responded with a, hey, everyone, I've, I, I'm, I'm changing uh, my game. <clears throat> this is the new protagonist for Kingdom Come Deliverance. And he pulled up a picture of a black American football player in full kit. <laughs> <laughs> based. Absolutely based. And, yeah, like, I, I I thought it was going to be a great game. Then I saw that. I immediately purchased it. When... <laughs> I've never beaten it, but it's, it's a good game. It's it, the most in-depth game in the world, as far as, uh, like, as far as not in-depth games go. It's the most, it's the world's most in-depth RPG. Um, uh, but it's, it's good. <clears throat> oh. I'm sure the only I RPG I've ever seen it, where you can shoot. jump off a cliff, survive it, but it doesn't matter because you broke your leg and you're bleeding out, so you die in 30 seconds. No, oh. kind of like real life, <clears throat> wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anyways, well, blasphemous. <clears throat> yeah. So, so one of the first things I do whenever we're gonna be, I've decided to do, whenever we're looking at a game, but I did this with the Lord of the Rings games we talked about recently. So I do always pull up the Wikipedia page um, just in case I've missed mm-hmm. something or if there's something I see that I want to talk about. And mm-hmm. uh, the, I don't know why this is absolutely cracking me up this morning, but it gives all the platforms it's available on. Mm-hmm. And the person who has updated 
the Wikipedia has said it is available as or on PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox, 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 Xbox. <laughs> Mac OS, and Linux. Mm-hmm. Now, so, what is the point of differentiating it being a PC launch and a Linux launch? So I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I would have put it. Even though any system that runs Linux is a PC, and any system that runs Mac is a PC, what they should have said is Windows, Linux, but all those aren't really necessarily... They're not platforms like if you or say, operating systems. If you want to say OSs, yeah, you can almost call them platforms, but not really. Those are OSs, depends on how you define platform. Nah, you can't, but that's here's dumb. How, here's how I would have said it. This is available on hey. Xbox... PlayStation, and Steam. And Steam. That's what this I was saying. true. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know, by the way, and this is uh, something I, I find amazing, this is a Kickstarter game. Yeah, absolutely. That was just my favorite. Yeah. I would have backed it if I had been paying attention at the time that uh, it was I'm never paying attention to anything. <clears throat> okay, so the the first thing to mention about this game, if, if you haven't played it, so this is um um, how did you put it the other day? Metroidvania. Metroidvania, yep. Yeah. So it's that mm-hmm. side-scrolling platform, um, mm-hmm. style of game, uh, which normally I I is not my thing. I'm not a big mm-hmm. platformer. I don't mm-hmm. usually care for platform games. Um, and this game I'm, I'm pretty obsessed with. I I didn't even hear about it until you essentially forced me. To play it, but you were like, you should buy it on sale. Like I don't know. And you're like, you should buy it. It's on sale. I'm like oh, I don't know. And then you were like, well, it's got one more day left and seven dollars, so I'm buying it. So you'll play it. I'm like, fine, screw you. And then I proceeded to play it for seven hours straight when I downloaded it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's absolutely phenomenal. <clears throat> yeah, it um, uh, like it it really makes me think of the old like you know, old games that some people. Old games that some people may have called Metroidvanias at the time, but Metroidvania is a very new term. But basically, because at the time, you know, all the DOS games were that way. So, um, uh, and, well, and all the most, almost all the games were that way. So you can't. So there, there's more to it than what makes it a Metroidvania. Uh, it's the interconnectability, the way the screens are and the enemies work, and, and all that. It's it. it there, you know, there, there's there's more to it than just being a, a side-scrolling platforming killing. But um. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, it, it really made me think of, yeah, again, like, uh, the, the old, all the old games I used to play. Mega Man 8, but not with the not that graphic style, though. I had an older graphic style than that. My oh, mind yeah. went to Alien Rampage quite a bit, both because of the, the way it looks and the, um, uh, uh, like, the, 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 you know, the not the art style, but the graphic style and the... Uh, and the, the amount of blood was very much like Alien Rampage. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, except Alien Rampage, being a DOS game, was a 32-bit game, oh. and like it is basically you know being a DOS game. Well, nice. No, I say there's some DOS games. It was a late DOS game, so it was a it was a 32-bit. But a lot of DOS games are 16-bit, I think. Patrick, if you'd stop looking at your mom, you'd stop being sad. Babies are so dumb. All right, I'm going to toss him while Uncle Tyler's talking more about Blasphemous. 
So I'm talking more about Blasphemous. Hey everyone, that's a baby you hear in the background. <coughs> so, I, I can't, I can't talk over baby laughter. You're all evil if you're not smiling right now. Anyways, <coughs> so while Sean plays with what I assume is a rotary telephone and his child. <laughs> He has I, a vibrating I, toy that I accidentally set on the <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> Amazing. So, Sean referenced Mega Man 8. Um, I don't care for platformers at all, and the exceptions are the Mega Man series. Um, and so, obviously, mm-hmm. that's a lot of what's on my mind, just because I don't play a lot of platformers. Um, and that had the most similar feel for me, just because that's how I play them. I, I do like... I've played Castlevania. I, I will say it's probably the closest <coughs> um, feel to me for... Um, for Castle, I'm trying to remember which Castlevania that I kind of compared it to, but it's um, uh, whichever one the third one was. Uh, well, me. that that's but actually that's where I drew the most conclusions. That's a very fair comparison because the Vania in Metroidvania comes from Castlevania. Yeah, yeah, I probably should I probably should have said that out loud. I knew that, but I should have been more descriptive. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the Metroid part of Metroidvania refers to the game. Uh, Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers also has a lot of platforming elements. Um, no, Metroid is a great, is technically a great side scroller that I just don't care about. Um, it's just not something that's ever appealed to me. Metroid was actually where I first like was told that I should be playing platformers, and I first started hating platformers. I can't stand Metroid. Mm-hmm. I I never got into Metroid, there. but I'd never hated it. I hate it. I, I can't play it. Another game There's that some... I never got into, and I never liked because I never got into it, and people get mad at me for not having gotten into it, is the Legend Zelda. of Zelda series. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I can't play Zelda. <laughs> I cannot give a crap about Zelda. I can't be made to. I, I don't I don't know. I can't understand the fascination. I just can't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, obviously that's a... That's not a platformer, but it is a side scroller in some of the, in in, in the fact that all early games technically were side scrollers or scrollers, whatever. <laughs> Stop letting that baby have so much fun. <laughs> Frankly, it's disgusting. Well, see, the thing is, he's tired, so he's either going to be laughing or crying. <laughs> it's fair. I was that way at work yesterday. Not so much the tire as much as the I was either going to be laughing or crying. I was just crying because I was at work. Well, that's fair. But, yeah, so they, the combat system in this game is um, very simplistic, but, I mean, it is mm-hmm. a platform side-scroller. Um, um, they, I mean, when you start off, you, you pretty much have your basic attack, and you pretty much just have your run lefty-lefty, run righty-righty and jumpy jumpy and that mm-hmm. it starts off that way but they managed to put a lot of, of really cool elements into the game through the um, like the rosary bead pieces you pick up uh, the abilities your special abilities that you get to start using um, they, they managed to make it enough in depth to appeal to a modern market I should say because obviously if you didn't have those extra elements the game would be much less interesting uh, it's one of the few yeah. times that I felt like those extra things in a game um, 
are really what pushed it over the top because a lot of games I kind of think like well you could have done away with this part or that you didn't need this much of a skill tree element in the game like I still would have been fine maybe you should have waited to like introduce this until a sequel or something like that but it um it's I think it's necessary if you're going to make a game like that that it is purposely looking dated I mean obviously that's a trend but if you're going to purposely make it look and feel dated you're going to have to add some of these modern elements to keep a modern market intrigued Mm-hmm. I think they did a very well, good job of implementing what they did. It's not so much necessarily, I'll say, modern elements. It's more just as like it's it's extra depth that you know they weren't they physically weren't able to put into games back then. They probably would have <laughs> if they could have if if, if oh, they no, thought absolutely. of it. But but now you're like you know I'm making this game and I'm not putting really any work. I have to say any work into the graphics because. Oh boy, there was some work put into the graphics, but right. um, uh, especially the the graphic design and everything. But there wasn't any, there was there was no look put into realism of the graphics. I'll put it that way. Um, uh, and you will um, uh, uh, and and so they they were able to to concentrate and put their resources into depth within the game. Um, uh, you know, like um, uh. uh it's like when people talk about sandbox games, they said, yeah, this game truly is a sandbox because it's, you know, a, a mile wide and two inches deep, you yeah. know, <clears throat> but that, that is absolutely not what, not, yeah, not what you get out, out of this game. It's, this game's kind of, kind of the opposite of that. If I had just buckled down and like, you know, knew where I was supposed to go, didn't, you know, like if I knew where I was supposed to go. I just buckled down and went there and didn't try to look for anything and just did it. I could probably have beaten this game in four hours, but oh boy, how many hours do I actually have in it? Just trying to discover the, the, the things here. Now, let me pull up my STEM library real fast so I can see. I have, <clears throat> yeah, so I, I need to go and beat it again so I can get the second inning. I have 16 hours in it. Yeah, um, of what you were saying a second ago about saying it adds extra depth and that older games maybe weren't able to do this. This is true, but if you think about um, games like, for instance, games like Mega Man uh, X5. So technically speaking, Mega Man X5 has better graphics than Blasphemous. Um, mm -hmm. It was operating at a time when graphics were at a greater capability than what the makers of Blasphemous were shooting for. And yet, Mega Man X5 does not have the depth that Blasphemous does when it comes to the things we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, it's made with a different purpose, so I'm not trying to make a direct comparison. But what I'm saying is they made some very particular choices when deciding what things needed depth and what things didn't need depth. And, and mm -hmm. in what aspects of the game, depth was more important here versus here, all that kind of thing. They, they made all the right choices for a game in a modern market that's not meant to be made modern. I mean, think of it this way. Whenever We've had this conversation before. Um, whenever you play a game that's new, your, one of your first responses has to do with the graphics. And generally, you're like, wow, this brand new game has really, really great graphics. They've done a great job. Um, this is fantastic. And then if you like don't play that game for 10 years and come back to it, you're like, wow, this game has terrible graphics. But like you, this is because you're looking at it in the context of, of everything else that's surrounding it at its time. So, like, if you go back and play a game that's 20 years old, you're like, ugh, gross. Um, but so if you're, if you're making a game that purposefully is meant to feel 
like you know a 30 year old game mm-hmm. then you have to make some very particular adjustments to it and add some very particular things to it i should say to make it um appeal to um a modern market if you want them to buy it and obviously blasphemous is a big hit so i mean they've done it very well mm. uh, let me see um Sean is Googling. I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to find it. He's going to Google. He's going to Google. I put. I wrote down how many sales the game had, because it was fewer Ten than trillion. it. It was. It was fewer than it should have been. Um, One hundred million. But I can't find. I, I wrote down the other. I wrote down how many sales the other the other two games had that had my contender for game of the year, but those don't matter right now. Um, uh, the only thing that matters to me in the entire world is that Nintendo World Report gave this game a five out of ten. Well, that's Nintendo. Yeah, they suck. At the beginning <clears throat> okay. of this year, they reached one million mm-hmm. players, one million sales. Yep. At the beginning of uh, t- towards the beginning of, of this year. Yeah, there's, and just so you know, oh, the, oh there's physical what? copies. Why didn't anyone tell me about this? There's physical copies. <clears throat> Sorry, keep going. Well, there Sean. has there has to be physical copies. Um, uh, I know there doesn't. Never mind. It's it is an indie game. It could be digital. There, there has to be physical does not copies. Have to be physical it's for, it's for console, but I forgot. You no longer need physical consoles to play a copy. You're an idiot. Whoa, that was whew. <laughs> that was rough. What I just said. Okay, yeah, one said. million copies. Which, by the way, the uh, the other games, um. Uh, Three point eight million for Sekiro and seven point five million for Doom Eternal. So I mean, like you know, as far as the games of the year went, which by the way, do you know what game sold the most in twenty nineteen? In twenty nineteen, was that when Animal Crossing came out, or was it twenty twenty? I don't remember. I was gonna but say either Animal way, Crossing, it was, but since you said that, either way, it wasn't there. Animal Crossing. I'm gonna <clears> say <throat> it, and you're gonna say, "Oh, duh, of course it was," but that doesn't count. <sighs> Minecraft, Modern Warfare. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, like, I loved that. Um, I loved that game, and also there's zero chance that I would ever set as Game of the Year. I would never say a Call of Duty game is Game of the Year. Yeah, it, I, I don't think there's ever been time when, except for maybe, like, the first one. There's never been time when Call of Duty deserved Game of the Year. No, no, hmm. no. Potentially the first one, because it was probably, you know, there wasn't too much of that going around at the time, but... <clears throat> no, well, you can't say everything that's that's rebooted every single year, game of the year. Well, we do have um um Wounds of Eventide. Um has that come mm-hmm. out yet? It hasn't, has it? Uh I don't know it. Uh it's uh the well they they announced I'm looking at my stuff here, the the stuff that I wrote down my notes to talk about. They released a, a two minute video oh, uh, oh. to announce the uh DLC and that was at the end of August of this year, so I didn't know if it was oh. out yet. I haven't done my research on that. 2020, hold on, 2023 is Blasphemous 2, Wounds of Eventide, um, uh, December 9th. Yeah, so we have, we are wow. um, quickly approaching a DLC I'm very excited about, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously that's... we have Blasphemous 2 in the works, but that's a ways away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, this is going to be purdy. Oh, yeah. Very, uh, very jacked, as the, ch- as the kids say. It will be lit. <laughs> But yeah, now we're rambling and we're just fanboying um, for no reason yeah. at all. 
Okay, so t- yeah, talk a little bit about the um uh, the, the the games. Yeah, we talked about the gameplay. Um, uh, poorly, but we did. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, here here's here's a a line from my essay that I wrote about it. Um, uh, it's um uh, uh it, it it's it, 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 I I think th- this is all you need to know about the the stuff. I said um. Uh, for the most part, the controls succeed beautifully in allowing you to pull off combos that make you feel like an absolute bamf, and some of the sickest, literally and figuratively, finishers in all of video gamedom. This is just, so this is a fun fact um, about the finishers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the significance of this is, uh, but I could not get a single finisher while I was playing on PC. Um, I couldn't figure out some of the stuff um, I don't really exactly know why, but I, I don't. I think there's a problem. I think honestly, I have a problem with them with the controller I'm using for the for the PC. I'm not sure, but I went ahead because it was on sale for like a couple dollars for PS Plus members on PlayStation. So I said, screw it, I'll buy for PlayStation, and I started mm-hmm. another playthrough downstairs. And I, then I I did not even know they were finishers uh, because there weren't even prompts for them when I was playing on PC. Uh, didn't do a single one the first time, and the first finisher I did, I was like, okay, this is it. This is the greatest platformer of all time. I'm I'm completely hooked. That was like the extra thing that like pushed over the edge for me because I mean, obviously, I'd played through the game for like five hours or six hours, and hadn't even seen the ability to do a single finisher yet. <clears throat> They're pretty fantastic. The first time you grab somebody's shield and beat their head in, I was like, yeah, let's go. This is this is what I wanted. <laughs> Okay, so I was going down, and I was I was reading my essay. I completely forgot how funny I am. <laughs> I'm choking on my breath. <laughs> Please tell us how funny you are, Sean. <laughs> well, here, here's, here's. I'm just gonna read you the 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 like the first couple sentences I have in talking about the bosses. Here you go. <clears throat> Speaking of bosses, this game has some. I can't think of a single one that I didn't love fighting. I can think of two, in fact. With ten and a half bosses, that's a ratio that's rather hard to beat. Even the Soul Series has a hard time making me love 80% of the bosses. Especially Dark Souls 2, but that's a different video. Each and every boss is a spectacle to behold. And this spectacle is typically disgusting, gruesome, grotesque, and all-around ugly. Like you. Also, like you, each boss brings its own fantastically diverse moveset to the table to try and pound the penitent (laughs) one to a little greasy spot on the carpet that would make Mr. Clean groan. That is is also what I do. I try to pound the penitent one into the carpet. That's good. That's good. But yeah, um, uh, you you know how I, I said in the thing, I can think of two bosses that I didn't love. I did hear you say that, yes. There are two, you probably... I'm guessing you haven't gotten to either of them yet, but there are two um, uh, armored <laughs> humans. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the gank Absolute. battle? or No. Well, one, I guess... Okay, so one is the gank battle. It's at the very, very end of the game. You start... Well, not the very end of the game. In the last third of the game, um, uh, you fight a guy, and then... Oh, wait a minute. No, you fight the guy... You, you fight... The guy or a guy like him much earlier, yeah. You and fight it's the not so bad. Early. Yeah, it's not so bad when you fight him in the beginning, 
towards the end, you fight. I can't remember if it's him or not, one of his brothers again, but he's not flying. It's time. the brother. Okay. It is the brother. But you go and you, you fight. <laughs> it's been so long since I played that part of it. But you fight him. And it is. He is very annoying to deal with anyway. Towards the end of the fight, he calls in his sister to help. I think the flying brother also does that. But he calls in the sister to help, and the sister comes and is just super annoying while you're um, uh, dealing with a guy who's already super annoying. And then if you think the sister is annoying enough, near the very end of the game, you fight just her, and somehow she's three times as annoying by herself as she is when she's helping other people. Which is yeah, the, se- the second brother and then the sister are the... um. Uh, uh, they're they're absolutely absolutely rough. Yeah, it is very difficult for me, uh, um, to play a game, especially one Lego. So if you're playing um platformers, side scrollers, anywhere near this style, a big part of the game, um, are the boss battles because there's always there's always quite a few, um, and again I keep doing comparisons to Mega Man, but I think in terms of, of um well in terms of bosses really this is the most like castlevania but um mm-hmm. i'm going to compare it to mega man for this case so obviously in mega man it's like obviously in all games you're trying to get through the level <clears throat> and mm-hmm. then the boss is like an obstacle mm-hmm. um mega man has a different formula in that the only reason you're going through the level is because you want to get to the boss mm-hmm. and, and that sounds very similar but it is quite different um Blasphemous was definitely made in a way that you're going from point A to point B and the bosses are obstacles, but it gives you mm-hmm. that Dark Souls feel to where you're like, I can't wait to get to this level to fight the boss. So yeah. it gave me that same feeling that Mega Man did in that, as far as side-scrollers go, uh, because that's how I was feeling about it. I was like, this level's cool. I can't wait for the boss because I was, you know, like it gives you that, that from feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> we should yeah, have opened I, with that and then just turned off the mics. <laughs> yeah, I, spend no, I, very I, little money and enjoy yourself. Yeah, I I like I, I would like to talk more about it than what I am, but I I'm I'm super tired and it's screwing with my mind. I don't want to talk too much about the story. Uh, hard. I will talk as little as possible about the story for two reasons. One, I don't want to spoil it for you, and two. I wanted to spoil the story for the freaking Moons of Madness, so that way you guys could get the decent story and then not have to play the game. The thing is, I want you guys to play this game. Mm-hmm. So just know that, like, the story is... Um, uh, let's just say, like, if you're uh, a retard, like Tyler is, you won't get nearly as much out of the story as um, uh, uh, as you would otherwise. Because um, uh, retards say things like, if you expect me to go through and read every little detail to get the story, then uh, screw you. Or something along those lines. I forget your exact quote uh, from the Moons of Madness. Um, uh, yes. But that's that's the way this game is. Very much so. You'll pick up items. They'll have items. Very much like Dark Souls. Pick up an item and you read the item description and it gives you more hints about the story. You can get uh, you can get the gist of what the story is without ever reading an item. Also, if you want to figure out what happened, read the items. So I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a statement here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in defense of my statement about Moons of Madness, if you're going to make a game that's not good, I'll rephrase my earlier statement, and then you expect me to do extra work to figure out what you're trying to do, then screw you. You suck. Blasphemous? I hate, I hate, I'm sure everyone in the whole video gaming community is tired of people saying Souls-like and all that kind of stuff, but... The only game I've ever played before Blasphemous that ever made me want to do that dive to figure out the story was Dark Souls. Um, Brooke is whispering. She is. She has things to say. Brooke, what do you think about? Brooke, what do you think about the game Blasphemous from Spanish Studio Studio Seventeen, the Game Kitchen? Brooke, what what do you think about um? Uh, the game Blasphemous from Spanish studio The Game Kitchen. <coughs> she's, she's never played it. Alright, you heard it here first, folks. Brooke sucks. Um, <coughs> but yeah, in, in Blasphemous, it, it is like that. Every time you pick up an item, there's a little bit of... There's actually there's a button to look at the lore, uh, which is great. Um, but it does that same... Soulsborn thing where you have to pay attention, you have to read the items, um, you have to if you want to figure out the story, you have to dive deeper into it, or you can do what I did when I was playing Dark Souls and just watch a lot of Vadi Vidya, which is much more fun. <laughs> yeah, oh uh, man, I, so, someone needs to get Vadi to make a, a video about this game. I, I'd, <laughs> I thought I'd, he did. I'd be all over that. Not that I know of. Are you sure he didn't? Let me look. We're we're taking but, a <clears throat> a YouTube break. Blasphemous body. No, going to turn no body video videos about. No, no body video videos about blasphemous. I was hoping he had. I really didn't like mm-hmm. assume, or I, I just assumed. I should say, because this is right down his alley. <clears throat> Although, did you see his video about the new 15-minute gameplay trailer? Goodness gracious. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just making sure. The the length of time that man can talk about no time at all is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <coughs> I love it. You should I also am... watch Zuli the Witch's video about it. She, does, she looks into different things than what he looks into. Well, I'm sad that he didn't make one about Blasphemous. Um, That's unfortunate. I don't want to go on a uh, tangent about Elden Ring, but I'm 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 excited about that too. Keep talking about this. I yeah, um, uh, I am quite excited about such a game. Um, uh, but yeah, of, of course I I love this game also. Hey, uh, what before I forget to tell you this, this is not at all related to anything in the entire world, but um. Oh. Uh, Download Splitgate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is this? <clears throat> I don't know what that is. It's free. Oh well, then I'll take it. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Uh, and it's it, it. But it's um. It plays like Halo, but also has portals that are just like Portal. Well, it has a 7.1 out of 10 on IGN, and 94% of users like this game. Mm-hmm. It's free to play. 
using the Unreal Engine 4. Okay, I'll quit talking about it, but this does look interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's very fun. But anyways, um, uh, there is... Oh yeah, that, that's... That's all that is with with the the story. Okay, so uh, here, here's 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 the only details that I gave about the story. Um. Uh, uh in in my uh, go back to my essay because I already wrote it. Why can't I just reference it? Um. Uh, I would. So here's here's what I said, and I I am sticking to it now because I still agree with it. I said, I don't want to go into any details, as part of what makes the game so much fun is discovering all the pieces of the story. So I'll just say that your mission is to locate the Cradle of Affliction, and in order to accomplish that, you must perform the Three Humiliations, which involves killing bosses for some reason. (laughs) For some reason. Mm -hmm. It, uh, that pretty much sums it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we talked about that <coughs> excuse me yeah. um also um, uh, so for the record you mentioned not wanting to spoil the ending for me mm-hmm. um so so in my desire to want to be able to talk about this game mm-hmm. um i went ahead and spoiled the ending for myself and <coughs> i won't uh ruin it for everyone here uh but this has one of the most beautifully bleak endings to any mm-hmm. game and technically there's a good ending and a bad ending if you want to think and about they're it that both way. bleak they're both so bleak uh it's incredible mm-hmm. uh it's that's my favorite it's very it, it is very um it is very roman catholic of them um mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a way i mean technically speaking roman catholicism shouldn't be bleak and that the ending of of whatever is not technically bleak but that at the same time it, you know this the time frame that this is set about for Roman Catholicism is very much like well you're hurting that's good I like that reflection it's funny it's ironic it makes me think of a um, uh, of, of a funeral chant um, uh, in Latin um, uh, it means in English merciful Lord Jesus grant them rest well, yeah. Um, uh, the um, uh, in Latin it is "Pa Jesu Domine Doma Eis Requiem." <laughs> uh, yes. <clears throat> oh, that is correct. <laughs> oh, hey, have you made it to Blue Rose Waifu yet? Uh, I've seen it. Um, I haven't made it there, but in my research uh-huh. to be able to talk about it, I have. Yeah, I am. Um, uh, I mentioned her not by name, but like I brought up the fact that there are people like her in the game, um, uh, because I had to, because um, uh, when I was watching her cutscene, which by the way she has a cutscene. Okay, haven't seen that. And and while I was watching, you'll you'll get there. She's she's hidden. Like so, if you just play through the path. You won't find her. You have to go into a side path and 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 get and go off on tangent to find her. But if you find her, um, uh, yeah. Uh, but if you do find her, you walk up to where she is and it plays a cutscene. And the whole time it was playing the cutscene, in my head I was going, do 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 do. 
<laughs> so, <clears throat> that's beautiful. I'll keep that in mind when I'm doing that. Um, it, was, it was fantastic. <clears throat> there's a side note I was about to say here. What in the world was it? Now I'm losing my mind. Um, bum, 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 bum. Oh, um, uh, this game does something uh, that I most games do not do for me, even when they're trying to be this way. Um, arouse you? Arouse me. All most games do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a lot of games that are this gory um, are at some point in some way trying to be unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of games attempt this. Very few games even remotely like make me care uh, about that factor at all. Um, but I will say this has now been one of the three games that has ever succeeded. Not two games, really. One of the only two games that has ever succeeded in making me uneasy. Um, so the battle with the baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was um, it, it, it got me a little bit. That one was unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It, the only other game that's ever really accomplished that in the same to the same degree would have to be like a uh, dead space um mm-hmm. honestly it's the only other game that's managed to do that to me in that particular way to that particular extent it is very good at being unsettling with the way that um with the way that some of the bosses move okay even but yeah, yeah. but with the baby it's for a different reason <laughs> Yeah. So the the only let's see the some other games that that were able to unsettle me. Um uh a f- there were a few moments in uh Dante's Inferno that I was able that to be w- unsettled. I, okay, that's w- that's the reason why I said 3 because I was kind of uh-huh. saying Dante's Inferno. Uh but for okay. me it was more Dante's Inferno the anime than it was the video game, but keep going. Okay, so the video game, here's the only things that unsettled me. I think they tried they wanted the babies to be unsettling. They weren't. They, weren't. they were just they weren't. kind of funny. But yeah. um, uh, these are the things that were unsettling in Dante's Inferno. And they were both in Cleopatra's realm. <laughs> and that was the freaking like, vagina snakes. The vagina snakes. And when you actually fight Cleopatra and she like backs way up and like sticks her boobs out and all the babies start coming out of holes in her nipples. It was very strange. That was that was like, let's You're like, like It was unsettling because it was weird. So there's a game that's supposed to be very unsettling, and people have agreed that it is unsettling, um, uh, and I haven't got it. Uh, I say haven't got it yet, uh, but I'm not going to say yet. I, I haven't got it, and I'll let you know if I'm uh, I'm actually going <laughs> to get it or not. You. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll let you know if I if I ever decide to get it or not. But it's another Lovecraftian game, um, uh, and it's designed to be extremely unsettling. Um, uh, in in Lovecraft, but what they said is, it's supposed to be, like not like grotesque, but just you look at it and just go, uh. it's supposed to be unsettling, both uh, atmospherically, uh, violently, however you want to say that, um, uh, unsettling in a violent way, also unsettling in a sexual way, <clears throat> and the game okay. is Lust from Beyond. Which makes it sound like even worse, and I had I don't I like uh, like on the one hand, I'm like it's a Lovecraft game I got to get it and it's unsettled. On the other hand, 
I don't want anyone to look at my library and see a game called Lust from Beyond. <laughs> I have not played that game, and I don't. Mm -hmm. I'll probably eventually play it, but I just... Mm -hmm. You talked about... You brought it up the other day when we were talking about Lovecraft games you should play, and I was like, eh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I did bring that one up? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but only, like... you. I think it was when we were just going over the list of all the games that we should play. Like, almost, like, we were like, okay, this one, this one, this one, this one. It wasn't like you stopped and talked about it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, this game uh, manages to be unsettling. Uh, I mean, really, the movement for me, there's a few times um, that... I think it's just the way that things move that I kind of got that feeling. But, obviously, the, the baby that's essentially being carried around by a, like a <clears throat> what is that supposed to be like a, uh, a spirit or ghost or what the heck ever demon something let me go back way, like, I've forgotten what that boss looks like it messes it messes with the baby and makes it like cry all the time and like it's just very very unsettling Sean's click clacking what is Sean click clacking about oh uh, yep yep yeah, yeah, Despacito, Sign of Abjuration. Despacito. Terrible song. Mm -hmm. Can't stand it. Anyways. Okay, so that, um, uh, that weird scorpion head thing. Mm hmm. Um, uh, I, um, uh, uh, I used that scorpion head thing to um uh uh I I used that thing as my um uh uh because you know because you, you can deal damage directly to that head and kill the head uh, and kill it that way very quickly that was that was my way of like really dealing with it is I had the the move that just dropped lightning right down on your head I got the, the boss to curl around so I was standing under the head. And then I would activate and call down the lightning and just drop the lightning straight down on top of the that head thing. Just you can demolish it with that. I've actually watched like a playthrough, <clears throat> excuse me, um, mm -hmm. a boss playthrough mm -hmm. of a guy who mm -hmm. essentially took zero damage on all boss fights, um, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it was shocking how good some people are at platformers. Mm -hmm. I think he's doing the exact same thing you were describing. Now I'll, I'll I'll tell you what the um uh, uh there's something that I discovered and that was if you use the first miracle you get uh, or the, the miracle or the prayer I don't remember what they're called but either way um uh, I think it's a prayer it's a miracle. the first pr yeah. um let me see pretty sure uh, it's a miracle prayer prayer the 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 spell attacks or prayers um uh, what are the miracles then I don't know uh, that's that's an attack in Dark Souls. Um, uh, but you, the, the miracle is the, the overarching good guy, bad guy concept of the game. Oh yeah, 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 mm. yeah, yeah. But yeah, they, uh, <laughs> the first one that you get is those, those spinning wheels that go along the ground. I found out that of course each one can hit an enemy multiple times. And if you if it's on a small platform, they won't hit the edge and quit. They'll go until they terminate, but they go they'll just keep circling around the small platform until they're done. Amazing. And that boss where it's the three floating women. Oh yeah, 
I would wait until like two of them would get next to a small platform. I'd jump up onto the small platform and smash that miracle down, and the thing just kept spinning around the platform with them sitting there, hitting both of them multiple times over and over again. I took out a full third of their health with one prayer. See, I like hate... I dropped it twice, hit them two, two or three times with my sword, and that was it. I hate gank bosses. I've I've never liked them. Um, mm-hmm. I've never been good at them. <clears throat> and so it just annoys me. Hey, remember like a year ago when you said your favorite Dark Souls 3 boss was the Abyss Watchers? <laughs> it is, though. See, Dark Souls is the exception to everything. <laughs> it's, the, it's the exception to how I'll accept stories or even put into freaking games. <laughs> Sometimes okay. things are Spe- just good. Speaking <clears throat> of gank bosses... Every or possibly almost every, I can't think of one that doesn't do this. I'm a boss in Remnant. It's a boss, and there will also be random mobs that spawn in to the boss. Um, uh, there are a few of them that they're slowly and constantly spawning in. Most of them, they have a set time when they when they spawn in. So if you can real fast go and kill them after they spawn in, you don't have to worry about them again until the next spawn. But the reason why it's so cool that they have that there is because, or why it's it's important to the fight that those mobs are there, is because killing those mobs will drop ammo for your guns, and you would run out of ammo fighting the boss if that didn't happen. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean that's useful. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, also yes, it me. it won't be for a very long time. Uh, I have it written down on a schedule somewhere. It won't be for a very long time, like not until sometime in December, I believe. But we will be we will be going over uh, Remnant from the Ashes. The reason why we're not going over it sooner than that is because uh, T- Tyler hasn't even bought it yet. <laughs> <laughs> have I not? No. No, I haven't. Let me go to the That's store right. page we here, see this. if it happens to be on sale right now. Fun fact, I've tried to pull up my Steam library twice already, and Steam's not loading on my computer, so mm-hmm. I would have already <clears throat> nice. checked it, mm-hmm. which means I have to restart, which means I'm not going to do it just yet, because, you know. Oh, I, I left a review um, uh, for Remnant from the Ashes on Steam. I believe you. And it said comments are disabled for this review. Why are comments disabled for this review? I want com- people to comment on my review. review. Oh, there we go. Oh, I see. I see. I have to... You have to actively check a box that says allow comments. That's why. Okay. This was my review of... um. Uh, uh, this is my review of Remnant from the Ashes. Left a thumbs up. Do recommend this game. It says 61.2 hours on record, 18.9 hours at time of review. I said, this game is good. Very good. Very, very good. I especially like the parts of it where you get to shoot enemies. Good game. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. <clears throat> yes. Insightful. Deep. <clears throat> I I approve of this review. Indeed. But yeah, that is um. Heck, uh, like it, we didn't really say anything about the game. Like we just talked. We just gushed on it for a while. But that should be enough. Take our word for it. You know. Take take our gushings seriously and purchase the game it's uh what's normal price it is 20 bucks 
25 normal price i think is 20 i think the normal price is 20 i think when i when you bought it for me it was probably 7.99 yeah, uh, yeah it, it was PS like plus seven, to have it downstairs it was like 4.99 uh, but you can definitely get it for 10 bucks mm-hmm. by now for sure if yeah. i had steam pulled up if i could get steam to work mm-hmm. i would tell you yeah full price is. yeah full price is 25 bucks um uh yeah re- regular price is 25 bucks <gasps> um uh and then oh what's this oh sword and whip bundle so it's another it's another metroidvania game called bloodstained ritual of the night it doesn't look very good i guess that's why it's on sale ost oh yeah i'll I'll say something very quickly um so since you do have um a soundtrack um it's not it's not mind-blowing um, in that you don't hear and go, holy crap, this soundtrack. Um, it's it's uh-huh. good in that it pairs with the game well. But mm. so so when you're um, – there's no way to not sound pretentious when I say this. This is the best, um, the best way I can kind of describe how I'm thinking. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the first things you do when you're doing – when you're learning to be a composer and how to do – how to work with we'll just say computer music electronic music one of the first things mm-hmm. they make you do in this is learn how to read music in, in, is learn how to read music <laughs> so you have to make what they'll call um the make you learn how to make loops <clears throat> so after mm-hmm. you learn the basics the basics of how to um sequence and use synthesizers and stuff is they'll teach you how to make these little loops and one of my um final projects in one of in my first class was essentially to make three different types of music for a video game uh there's like what they would mm-hmm. they would they, the, my teacher specifically said make one that sounds like you're exploring uh, an area make one that's like you're in a shop and make one like you're in a boss battle <clears throat> excuse me and i was like got it so you have this really kind of da 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 it is this kind of like whatever it's exploring music it's barely there it doesn't move around melodically and then you're in a shop, you're like, dun 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 You know, it's just like, it's a little more upbeat and it's really happy sounding because you're in a shop because it sounds like Pokemon. And then your boss battle is like, da 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 That's what this game is to me. It's still a good soundtrack, but it kind of is just like there for the heck of it. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's the style of game that it is. It's well done. I'm not downplaying it, but it's just like, yeah, there's a music. Um, when you play the game, it makes, um, it makes music and, uh, you hear it and, uh, yeah. It's actually kind of funny cause I, I talked about how, like, <laughs> I am, uh, th- th- this is me not as a musician. I have this, um, uh, <clears throat> this sentence right here. The other thing that makes it so much fun to go and find all the random story bits is while you do that, listening to one of the best music tracks in gaming history. I just don't think it is. I just don't think it is. So that's the difference between a musician and a person. And a person. So the guy who did, I looked this up, the composer's name is Carlos Viola, which is a uh-huh. great name for a musician, by the way. Because uh, uh-huh. you have, I mean, it's the viola, the, the yeah. musical instrument. Anyways, um... So he's actually done some really incredible stuff. And there's nothing that's not incredible about the soundtrack as far as it being good. Again, it's good. 
mm-hmm. but I think maybe I just think this because for me the way that soundtracks tend to work for side scrollers I, I just can't get into it in general um, I'll be mm-hmm. honest I don't even remember what the the, sound, the music or this uh, the the music from Mega Man sounds like I don't even remember it didn't even leave an impression on me I can only remember any of the Castlevania um, soundtrack because I have a, a mm-hmm. Castlevania um, record of the soundtrack of the second or third second and third game the only reason why you even know what mm-hmm. they sound like is because I have a record of them I, yeah. I they've never stuck with me I've never cared about them and I probably should but it's just I don't know it, it I didn't care as much <gasps> Tyler yes in reading th- in your reading of the way of kings I assume you've met wit oh yeah absolutely okay so he has a line uh maybe much later than where you are or maybe you've already gotten there or maybe it's not too far away from where you are but he has a line sometime and you said something before and kind of what you're saying now um uh which was describing boring people and he described to me what you just said about yourself to a t okay so i think wit would find you boring well. he said People don't care about what's good or what's nice or what's convenient or whatever. They only, only care about the novelty of things. So if someone paints a beautiful painting or records a beautiful piece of music, then they are the best ever for having written that music, drawn, you know, painted that painting, whatever, done that drawing. But then if someone else, even if they did it at the exact same time as the other person, and you could have had no way of knowing that the other person did that, if someone else winds up doing the exact same thing, uh, it's no longer good as far as people are concerned because they've already seen it. Whatever it is can only be good the first time you've seen it, and any anyone else, if they do anything that is like that, they're just derivative and they're not good, even if it's phenomenally good. Yeah, but th- that's not really what I'm saying. That is funny, <laughs> but that's not really what I'm saying. It, it, it's not that it's been done before. Mm-hmm. It's that that kind of game, that that kind of game, in general, from that era, because obviously it's trying to be a game. It's trying. It's meant to look like a game from you know twenty plus, roughly twenty plus thirty years ago, twenty plus years mm-hmm. ago. Every game in that era, I can't remember a single thing about a single one of the soundtracks, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't. Um, okay. I, so- I I I love I love soundtracks from a bunch of different video games. I think some mm-hmm. of them are absolutely phenomenal. Um, I don't can't stand the Zelda series, and Breath of the Wild has an amazing soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. I but, but just you, you, don't care about any of them. Yeah. You said you don't care about or remember anything from platformer soundtracks from platformers of that era. Not really. Not that I can think okay. of. Okay. Allow me to um uh, 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 allow me to cause you to recant. <clears throat> if, I swear to God, if you play a Sonic theme, I'll drive to Oklahoma and punch you in the mouth. Yeah, and I hate that with a passion. <laughs> With a burning white hot passion, I hate that. Okay, what about 
Really? I have no clue what you I have no clue what you're doing. That is the music to every single boss from Sonic 2. Yeah, no clue. Did not remember a bit of that. <laughs> really? Yeah, no clue what you're doing. Uh, I, I can't stand platform music. And I only recognize that first one because people have been doing covers of it on bases for like 30 years and it makes me want to hurt them. Okay, so it, it's very unfortunate that you don't know that music. Because someone once, they, they found a, a, per, a fat person in a red shirt driving a scooter. And they put that that boss, the Sonic Two boss music over it. And if you didn't know it was Sonic Sonic, then you wouldn't get it. And it was the oh. best thing I've ever seen. That's actually really funny. <laughs> That's uh, really funny. What are what are we even talking about? Uh, we we were talking about soundtrack. And I think I I only brought up the soundtrack briefly to be a jerk about it, which I shouldn't have done. But honestly, I think we're done. I think if we talk anymore, we're just gonna make this worse. Yeah, it's and it's bad enough as it is. So yeah, um, uh, play the freaking on, game. Yeah, play it, buy it, purchase it, uh, buy two copies and stuff one up your butt. Um, uh, yeah, if you like Moons of Madness, pirate it, pirate it, play it, hate it, move on with your life. Um, this mm-hmm. game, uh, don't even buy it on sale. Spend more money on it. Give. give yeah. <laughs> do well, I do what I've done. Make Sean buy it for me once and then buy it again. No, Patrick. No cables. No, Patrick. Eat them. They'll make you strong. Don't listen to him. This is how Electro was made. You'll become Magneto. <laughs> Patrick, eat them. <laughs> but anyways, how dare you stop um, your son from having superpowers? Well, I don't have superpowers. It wouldn't be fair. No, you make a good point. <laughs> but yeah, um. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, that is that. That's all we have to say, and I think the only fair thing to do is to cut the podcast off dead in the middle of a sentence. Well, I don't know why in the world we would do.